0: I want you to notice specifically again here in 2 Corinthians 3 and 17 that Paul, the author of the book calls the Lord or Jesus the Spirit. He calls our God the Spirit. You see it? Spirit in one sense says to us that God is invisible. Right? We can't see Him. We cannot see God. Though we cannot see God, we can feel him. I said, though we can't see God, we can feel him. Though we can't see God, we can hear him. I can't see him, but I can hear him and I can feel him. Though I can't see him, Not only can I hear him and feel him, but he does things for me. Isn't it amazing? You can't see him, but he still does things for you. Can I take it further? I can't see him, but I can feel him. I can hear him. He does things for me. But he is also the most important person in my life. Someone I can't even see is the most important person in my life. And that's the reason, um, as children of God, we should be more concerned about the unseen rather than the same. Second Corinthians 4 and 18 tells us why. It says, for the things that we see are just temporary. But the things that we don't see are eternal. Or the things that we don't see are things that, from a godly standpoint, are in the hands of God. There's amazing things that God is controlling that we don't even see. I said there's amazing uh, things that we don't even see that God is controlling. You know, God fixes things knowing that we may be headed in a particular direction. So he goes ahead and he fixed things before we even get there. God, I have something prepared for you down the road that you may not even experience until about 10 days or maybe even 10 years from now. God is amazing, but God is spirit. So, Spirit represents the invisible, but, but the realm of the spirit also represents how we are to worship our God. All right. Let me show you why. Go with me to the book of uh, John, the fourth chapter, and let's consider verse 24. John 4, and let's consider verse 24. Spirit represents, again, the invisible, but spirit also represents how we should worship God. John 4, 24, God is spirit. Here we see Jesus saying what Paul said, basically, right? What did Paul say is God is? Or oh, the Lord is the? Spirit. And here we see Jesus himself saying God is spirit. But notice he takes it further. And those who worship him are the spirit. Look at that next word. Help me with it. What is it? That means there's no alternative. There's no alternative. If you're going to worship God the right way, you must worship Him in spirit and truth. To worship is to serve. As, as what it means to serve. Whether you're serving Him in praise, in preaching, or whether you're serving Him on your job. You remember, Paul so believed in serving God to where he even told uh, slaves at the time that, look, when you serve your master, you serve your master as unto the Lord. And he told the masters to treat their servants right, considering the Lord worship is something that does not just happen at the church worship is something that happens in the church and outside the church it's about serving I said it's about serving and when we serve God or serve the spirit we have to serve the spirit in spirit look at the verse You must worship him in spirit and truth. We have to worship the spirit in spirit. Now, in spirit connotes two things. When we worship the spirit in spirit, it connotes two things. One thing it represents is our attitude. I have to worship God with the right attitude. I have to especially be optimistic when I worship God because I'm worshiping someone I don't see. And I'm worshiping someone that may not allow me to feel him when I want to feel him or to hear from him when I want to hear from him. Because sometimes God will allow you to go through trials and he'll be right there, but he may not allow you to feel him. He may not even speak to you in the manner that you want him to speak to you. But you still have to worship him with the right attitude. I said you still have to worship him with the right attitude. Things can be chaotic, but you still have to act right. Everything that can go wrong can be going wrong, but you still have to act right. You still have to think right. You still have to talk right. You still have to do the right thing because you worship God in spirit. You worship Him with the right attitude. How many understand that? But notice He also says that we have to worship the Spirit in truth. We have to be genuine. I said we have to be genuine. If you're going to serve Him, be genuine in how you serve Him. Because if you are genuine or sincere in serving God, uh, it's going to transform your life. I said if you're genuine or sincere in serving God is going to transform your life. It's going to completely change you for the battle. Completely. Because truth has a divine effect upon you when is truth based upon God's word. Oh, I need to show you why. Let's go to John the eighth chapter and let's look at what we Quote a lot of what I quote a lot, John 8, and see why we need to worship God not only in spirit but in truth and, and see why truth will transform you completely. John 8, 31. Jesus said to believing Jews, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. This is a verse I want You to take in and you shall know, help me, and the truth shall. Notice how the truth will completely change you. It'll make you what? It'll make you what? Whatever may have you bound. Or whatever may have you to the point to where you can't function the way you need to function. If you get a hold of divine truth, all that will change. If you are addicted to something, if you are hooked on something, all you need to do is get a hold to divine truth and it will completely transform you. If your mind is not in the place that it needs to be, if your money is not in the place it needs to be, if... Your relationships are not in the place you desire them to be. All you have to do is get a hold to divine truth. Look at the verse again, the latter part of John 8 and 32. You'll know the truth and the truth will do what? Change. It'll what? Change. It'll make. To make is to create. It'll start changing something for the better. I said it'll start changing something for the better or specifically it'll start changing you for the better you can't hang around truth and and put it into action and not be a better person you can't you can't sincerely allow truth to get in your spirit and your mindset not change for the better Folk that set up under an anointed word that's revealing truth, if they sincerely receive it, they're going to be changed for the better. But if you come to church but you don't sincerely receive divine truth, I will tell you point blank, you won't change for the better. It's one thing to come to church and listen and say amen, but it's another thing to come to church and receive it and allow the truth that you get in your being to change you. See, it's folk go to church all the time, but they don't allow divine truth to change them for the better. Truth will transform you for. The better. makes you think in a way that will cause your whole environment or the whole way you look at things to change. You can't get divine truth and, and look at, at whatever you may be going through as a normal person. No. Why? Because. Truth has completely changed your mind. That's the reason Paul told the church of Rome in Romans the 12th chapter, the second verse, Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove or know what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. He knew that if they ever got truth embedded in them, And allow it to get in their mind that they would know the will of God. They would know how things were going to turn out before it even manifested. God has so transformed you to where everybody around you can can be nervous, shaken. But you're just as calm because you know exactly how things are going to turn out. Say to your neighbor, that's Bible. Before folk got on a ship, Paul said, look, we don't need to get on this ship because this is how things are going to turn out. Folk had surrounded a city, but the prophet of God said, look, we ain't got to worry about who's surrounded the city because those that are with us are more than those that are against us. How did they know that? They had been transformed to the point to where they understood their ending, though it hadn't taken place. And when truth really transforms you, you will be able to speak those things that are not as though they were. And God who sees you operating in truth, which is primarily faith, will honor your faith. What are you saying? He'll bring to pass what you have spoke out of your mouth. Simply because it was in line with divine truth or His word. We worship the Spirit, our God, in spirit. And truth. And when you worship Him in such a way, you're going to experience freedom of what Paul calls in 2 Corinthians 3 and 17, liberty. When you worship God in spirit, you are going to experience liberty. You'll be to the point to where even when you're going through things, that that thing is not dominating you. Or those things are not dominating you. When you are free, folk can say what they want to say, but their words will not control you. Everything that can go wrong can be taking place. But it's not going to affect you like a normal person. Simply because you are operating in the realm of the spirit. John so understood the power of God. He he told the churches of Asia Minor, though we are in the world, we are not of the world. Letting them know that, look, we should never operate like sinners because God has ordained for us to be saints. I said we should not operate like sinners because God has ordained for us to be saints. What is a saint? Someone that strives to live holy. Someone that strives to think, talk, and do according to the will of God. Are you a saint? I said, are you a saint? You strive to think, talk, and do according to God's will. You're not perfect, but you strive to do, to talk, and to think according to God's will. Again, are you a saint? Don't get nervous when folks ask you that question. You got to know who you are in God. Folk ask you if you save her. I ain't per Ain't nobody ask you if you perfect. You, we already know you ain't perfect. But are you one that strives to think, do, and talk according to the will of God? Am I talking about you? Yeah. Well, I messed up yesterday. Yeah, we know that. But again, do you strive to think, talk, and do according to the will of God? If I'm talking about you, say to somebody, he talking about me. As a child of God, you have to know that God wants you to be free. He did not get you out of your mess for you to get back in it. You were wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up, but he got you out of it, and he did not get you out for you to get back in it. See, that ain't why he freed you. And some folks say, you know, yeah, I used to do this, but I ain't going to do that no more. Yeah, but you done got another yoke. See, God, God didn't deliver you for drugs for for you to get another yoke of bondage. You can be saved, but you can you can be entangled with something a saved person shouldn't be entangled with. You holding on? And it don't have to be a sin. See, see the Bible says not only lay aside weight, uh, not only lay aside sin, but it says lay aside every weight. You ain't never seen that? I'm gonna show it to you anyway. No, cause I, cause I really need to. Go with me to, uh, Hebrews. Uh, Verse 1 in chapter 12. Hebrews 12, chapter, verse 1. is where we'll start. Right? said, therefore, we also, since we, have, we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every and what? Which so easily what? See, as a child of God, you, you not only have to lay aside the sin, but Wait. You can, you can be a Christian, but have a weight, And that weight can be something like not hoping, not expecting. God, I God, promise you he's going to do things for you, but you're going through trials and tribulations to the point to where you're not even expecting him to do. Say to your neighbor, you don't need to allow a sin, you don't need to allow a sin or a, or a to, entangle you. to entangle you. No. You need to be free. free. Now, it, it's one thing for, for somebody to say something to you and it bothers you for a minute or two. But when, but when what a person says bothers you for weeks... A month? There's something wrong with that. I don't care what you say. It is something wrong with that. That, that is not freedom. That is not liberty. That is bondage. When you always mad? Always? come on now that that ain't that ain't you ain't christian you always mad that ain't no good way to be no as no christian always complaining well at least i'm going to heaven. yeah but you always complaining baby Can't wait to get my mansion. But why ain't you happy now? But you know Jesus came that You might have life and that more abundantly and all you talking about is getting to heaven? It's just like, I ask people that backslide, why why you backslide? Well, Well, I just wasn't having fun. How in the world you ain't having fun in Jesus? How in the world are you not happy in, how in the world can you have the Holy Spirit and one of the attributes of the Spirit is joy and you not be happy? How in the, how in the world can the Bible says, according to Proverbs 10 and 22, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he has no sorrow with it. You be unhappy all the time and talking about the Lord blessing you. It's something wrong with that. You have to lay aside weight and sin. You know it's a hard old road. No, I don't I don't know that. I don't know that. Because that you don't go through something and you got to be out your mind. You got to be completely out your mind. But I'm not going to allow what I go through to bury me. Say to your neighbor, I I done been taught too much. And God has done too much for me. For me to be a miserable person. Ain't no way. He done done too much for me to be miserable. He left me good. Now you can go on. Because if he was controlling your life to the point to where you couldn't think, talk, and do right. He was your God. And he needed. See now y'all on the same page with me. See so you can't say what well, pastor said that now you're on the same page. Let me show you something. Galatians chapter five Verse one. See when you free this is what you get you, you, you have to do. Galatians five and one. Stand fast. Therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. How many know God freed you? Ain't no question about it. And and see, I know it. I I know it. When I look at some of you, I know God freed you. Yeah, I do. do. And if you knew me, you know God freed me. And and some of us, you don't even have to know a person's history to know that God changed their life. You can look at them and you can see God all in their lives. When they talk, you see God. When they do certain things, you see God. You know God changed them. But you have to further understand that there are demons, circumstances, situations, and so forth that would try to take away our freedom. Jesus calls these things the thief. He said the thief comes not before to steal, kill, and destroy. That means you gotta stand fast. Look, look at the verse again. Help me read it. Ready, read. Stand. Therefore, in the. And do not be what? Again with. Say to your neighbor, you gotta stay free. God empowered you. God gives you good teaching every week in order for you to stay free. You got to stay free. And see, the Holy Ghost will help you stay free outside these four walls. Holy Ghost will be playing with you. You don't need to go over there. See, the Holy Ghost ain't going to quote John 10.10 to you all the time. Sometimes the Holy Ghost just tell you, look, you don't need to fool with her. That's your kinfolk, but you need to cut him loose. The Holy Ghost tell me that, Pastor, yeah, oh, that's who was telling me that and I didn't see that. Right. Because he will tell you the truth. You got to obey the truth. You got to stand fast. Well, you, I ain't going back to them. Dr- we know you ain't going back to the drug, but you're going to some more stuff that has the same effect in that it will keep you in bondage the same way the drugs did. <laughs> Like you hear folk that, that get high on prescription grudge. Well, I don't drink no more. Yeah, but look at what that little pill doing to you. My doctor prescribed. I don't care who prescribed it. You getting high on for it. He didn't prescribe it to you. I don't guess. So you get high. I don't think, I don't think he that hard up for no money. Y'all don't like this type of teaching. Say to your neighbor, you got to stand fast. If God done freed you, you got to stand fast. That mean if you got to cut folk, loo cut them what? That mean if you got to stop going certain places, what? We've been boys for years. So, if your boy tripping, it's time to cut your boy This this is a powerful verse right here. Stand fast in the liberty by which the anointed one has made you free. And look how the verse closes. And be with what? Say to your neighbor, don't you get yoked up no more. Don't you get bound no more. Cause you know you were a mess when you were tied up. You were a mess. And, and you ever seen folk in church that's bound? It, it's just like if two sisters fall out and they in church, man, they just, man, how you let her get you that mad? Pastor, you I how, how you let her get you that mad and you in church That don't make no sense. But knowing all around you and you getting And see, we can cast the devil out all the time as long we want. But if if folk don't want to be free, look—that's reading the verse. Says plain. Stand. Say to your neighbor: you, You shouldn't allow nobody. to cause you to get yoked up again or to get bound again you should have heard what she was saying Uh, why didn't you hang up the phone I wouldn't have got that mad if she wouldn't have said well why didn't you walk off I wouldn't have got upset, but when she came into church, I seen her roll her eyes. So why you, why you get mad at her rolling eyes? Ain't that a little childish? I mean, if she want to roll her eyes, why you got to get in the trash can with her, let her roll her eyes and, and, and you just let her know, look, I ain't going to get that low. I'm saved. I ain't going to get that low with you. you and brother so and so getting along well you know we ain't speaking right now why y'all ain't speaking well he said such and such and i told him such and such and so we just i said so y'all didn't get it right now nah, but you know if it's god's will we will we, 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 we try to fix it. trying to fix mess don't get in bondage or lose your liberty over dumb stuff. I gotta close, but I many understand? You gotta stand fast. You gotta stand fast. Don't don't go where well, folks want you to go. But you know, she rolled her eyes, so you would go somewhere. Don't go there, mate. The right choice. <laughs> Let me show you something. In my clothes. Let's go to uh, James. James 2. This is what James said to the brethren of the saints. James 2 and 12. Y'all ready? James said, so speak and so do as those who will be judged by the law of what? So speak and so do as those who will be judged by what? This is how we have to speak. Speak like you free. Don't speak like you bound. Don't do like you're bound. You're saying you bound. You a saint, you shouldn't be doing things that you know speak that you still in bondage. If you get angry, you know you're supposed to get it right quick. What the Bible say? Be angry, sin. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Bottom line, get angry but don't cut nobody. Don't slap nobody. And whoever you got angry with, make sure you get it right when all is said and done. Now, he was talking to who? Brethren. He was talking to who? Brethren. Be angry, said. Don't let the sun go down on your what? So if me and Deacon Oak get mad at each other, I don't know if I can take them or not. He probably can take me. I don't know. I might have to bring a weapon with me. But, but see, if I did that, I would be a sinner. I would be wrong. I would, Maybe not sinner, but I would be wrong. You understand what I'm saying? So if we got angry, we don't need to sin. Because you can get heated with your brother or sister. Yeah, you can. If you couldn't, uh, Paul never would have said that. You can be angry, but then you say, don't sin. And then you got to get it right. Don't let the sun go down on your what? And you ain't got to talk to ten folk before you get it right. If somebody got to convince you that you was wrong for doing it, you got a problem. If she wouldn't have said then I wouldn't have said what I said. Here we go, baby. Childish. Well, because you said it, you wrong too. She made you said it, but because you said it, guess what? You wrong too. She rolled her eyes, she wrong. But if you turn around and you give her a double roll, of <laughs> both of y'all wrong. She gave you a single roll, but you gave her a double roll, both of y'all wrong. Right? Look at this verse again. I think you got it by now. Look, look what James said. James 2 and 12. I got I to pause while I do it. Some of y'all just like this right here, like. Now, what do you think me looking at you from up here and you like. That's saying to me that you either got a problem with what I'm saying. I'm hitting your toes as the old folks say. Lord have mercy. Listen to this again. One more time. James 2 and 12. So speak and so do as those who will be judged by the law of what? See you're going to be judged. You're gonna be judged, and you're gonna especially be judged by yourself, as well as your brothers and sisters. Because, because if, if, if uh, you talking and acting strange, about what going on with you? How come you ain't nothing wrong with me? See that now you became a liar too. That <laughs> you ain't talking and doing like you normally doing. Somebody ask you what's going on? Ain't that going on? See now you lying. So now you're going to open the door for who? The devil. Because John 8 and 44 says that the devil is the father of what? Lies. So now you're getting him involved. You understand what I'm saying? We have to operate in liberty. That's, that's who we are. We we ain't, we ain't we ain't like the world. We don't come to church to leave church and act like sinners. We go through things, but we don't have, we don't we are not supposed to handle things like the unsaved. We Christian. We handle things according to God's written and revealed word. Amen. I'm done. Let's get a lot of begin to praise. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.